This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at First Baptist Church of Algiers, and we were once located in New Orleans. Many of you know by now that we were had to leave New Orleans because of Hurricane Katrina. Everything was destroyed, and we built a new building, new chapel, new new bookstore here at Walker, Louisiana, which is about an hour's drive from New Orleans. It's where the Old Trailblazer was born and raised, out here in the country on a strawberry patch, and uh, like coming back home. We had no no way of uh, repairing all of the damage that was done on our property there in New Orleans, so we just were able to market it, sell it, get rid of it, and uh, got enough money to buy a property and build these two buildings here in Walker and debt-free, and we were able to ro- broadcast all of our services from here, our Sunday services, and then our web, the uh, Internet broadcast on Sunday night, Wednesday night, all of those things. And uh, the bookstore is doing well. People are now finding out where we are. We have catalog that we mail out to folks all over the world. man came in here the other day and asked me, what kind of books do we sell? I said, we sell gracious old Puritans, the old books that you can't find in the average bookstore today. And uh, he was an attorney doing some work for me. And he said, uh, well, I see that you sell only King James Version Bible. And his wife bought him a, a nice Bible for his, uh, for his, I guess it was his birthday maybe. But he told me, he said, my old Bible's about run, run down. So we just, every day, there's someone like that, and uh, the Lord is blessing it, and folks are writing for the catalog. If you don't have one, you write me. I'll send you one, or you call me. I often try to give out the phone number for the bookstore. It's uh, eight, I'm sorry, 225-664-8658. And uh, you can catch me there most every morning. I have an office there in the bookstore. So if you don't, I'll call you back. But we get back to our study. We're looking at divine healing true and false, and we've been there quite a while now, have several more studies along this line. Let's get quiet around our radios there and the internet, and let's look at divine healing is not in the atonement. I'm going to go back over a little bit that we did in our last study, but I think it's needful. So our subject today is divine healing is not in the atonement. Our general theme is divine healing, true and false, and all of these messages are on CDs, if you'd like to have one of them, like today, whatever date it is where you're listening, you write me and just give me the date, and we can. And what station you're hearing it over, we can send you that particular uh, CD. There's five messages on a CD, and we'd be glad we can locate it by that information. Now, let's get back to our study. We saw there in our last study, uh, we were looking at Ephesians 1, 7, and 8. We'll go back and briefly look over those verses. It says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abound us, abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Now, Paul makes no mention of healing being in redemption. He speaks of the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, and he says nothing about healing. Now, I mentioned to you the other day, the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul is to be saved, not to be healed. Healing is well if the Lord heals you. If the Lord, uh, by the use of a medicine and doctor's care and op- operations and those things, and uh, that's all well and good, and I praise the Lord for it. Remember, most of you remember, I broke both of my legs in a month time and was in the hospital about six weeks, and the Lord sent a good, good doctor there and did surgery on my legs and got me back up on my feet, and I'm still hurting and still limping around, but I praise the Lord for it. But my friend, all of that's well and good, but that has nothing to do to compare with salvation in Christ. Now, let's look at another verse in Acts 38, 39. 
13, 38, and 39. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, speaking of Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin, and by him all that believe are justified from all things. He didn't say healed, but justified from all things, which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Now, that's a gracious verse, my friend. I wish you'd go look it up. Acts 13, verses 38 and 39. Paul preached at Antioch, setting forth the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and then drew this conclusion that through this man, Christ, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. I asked you, oftentimes, maybe here in my services here, my congregation, I asked my folks, can you uh, go out on the back porch in the cool of the evening and the stars is coming out, sit there quietly and meditate? I do. I like to do that. And uh, look up into the star heavens and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord, for washing me in the blood. Can you do that? Maybe on your bed. Maybe you're on a sick bed there. Old Trailblazer, pray for you. If you let me know, I'll be glad to pray for you. But here he never mentions healing. He says the forgiveness. I challenge you to show me one place in all the writings of the Apostle Paul where he included healing in the atonement. He does not even mention healing except as a gift in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and there he called it the gifts of healing, which signifies that he calls no man as a healer. Now, my friend, I take issue with all of these so-called faith healers, those fellows that come through here with a long 18-wheeler trailer with a big sign on the side, divine healing, uh, having a meeting over here in such and such a town, uh, three nights meeting, healing, divine healing, bring you sick, bring you crippled. No, no, my friend, I take issue with those fellows. They have nothing. They have no power to heal. No, they just get all worked up and get the audience worked up, and they take up a big offering and leave out of town. Now, my friend, I know exactly. And I've had folks write me and call me lately and say, Pastor, you hit the nail on the head. They're just money grubbers. They're just money grubbers. And that's right. That's right. And I had a, I had a dear friend of mine. Uh, whose mother was had had become an invalid, and they they uh, uh, she's bed in had to stay in the bed. They fixed up her room where she'd have a big screen TV, and she could she watched all these all these uh, faith healers. She watched them, and her daughter, who's a friend of mine, told me said, "Mama, I told her, Mama, if I ever catch you sending one dollar to them he, them healing fellas, I'll take this TV out of here, put you in a nursing home, because they're all just money grubbers." But my friend, healing is not a part of the gospel. I can't make that too strong for souls are being damned by the hundreds and thousands day by day. Now let's turn to Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You know what redeemed means? We know what that word redemption, redeemed means. It means to be bought back. You take a, a chainsaw down here to the local pawn shop and, and, and pond it for $50 so you can get some groceries or something. The next few days, you make a payday. And you go back down there and say, Mr. Pawn Shop owner, I want to redeem my saw. Here's your $50 plus interest. And I want to redeem it. That's what he did. And that's what the Lord did to a poor old sinner like the old trailblazer. I was steeped in sin, sold under sin, had a mortgage on me. And the Lord paid off that mortgage. He paid off my redemption price. He paid the full price of my redemption. He redeemed me. Listen, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Did you know the law? There's nothing wrong with the law. The law, my friend, the law is what brings us to Christ. The law is a school, 
schoolmaster, which brings us to Christ. You can't save, you can't get saved keeping the law. You can't keep the law. Never was intended to be kept. But the Lord fulfilled the law, but now you're under a just condemnation of the law because you're a sinner. And the only way you can get out from under that curse is to be redeemed. Redeemed, Christ being made a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now lay down everything that you got there, making a racket, get the children quiet. This scripture does not read Christ has redeemed us from the curse. No, I've heard many folks read it like that. But it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Oh, my friend, is a misquotation. It leaves out of the law. When you read Christ has redeemed us from the curse, you can make that to mean anything. But listen, you could read it. You could uh, read in anything into it, my friend. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of sickness, the curse of disease, the curse of, of debt, all of those things. But listen, you take away the scripture to prove your point that healing is in the atonement. But the scripture reads, he hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, from the curse of the law. Did you know you were under a curse, my friend? Did you know if you're not saved that you're under the penalty of the law? You, you have a debt to pay. Every unsaved individual owes a sin debt. He does. He does. And you're going to have to pay it if you never come to the Lord. But listen, folks come back to me and they say, well, trailblazer, isn't sickness a result of sin? Yes, but not all the time. Did you know that God sends sickness sometimes to humble his child? Did you know that? Oh, my friend. Listen, listen. We'll give you uh, that in another message shortly. Listen. He hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, what is the curse of the law? Ephesians, Ezekiel 18.3 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. So the curse of the law is death. Now, let me say again, the curse of the law is death. When Adam sinned, death came upon all men. Not only physical death, but spiritual death. Physical death is a graves. Spiritual death is a lake of fire. Hebrews 2.14 says, Christ tasted death for every man, that is, every believer, that he might redeem us, that he might redeem the old trailblazer from the curse of the law, which is death. 1 Corinthians 15.56 says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Therefore, Christ died on Calvary's cross, not to heal our afflicted bodies, but to taste death for us, that we might be redeemed from the curse of the law and find forgiveness of sin. There's that word, forgiveness. I wish you'd uh, draw a line under it there somewhere. Put it on your refrigerator. We find we are redeemed from the curse of the law and find ourselves forgiven and pardoned from the penalty of sin. What good would it do to have your body healed and your soul damned into hell, my friend. You might be the most healthy individual that ever lived, but are you saved? Is is your health more important than your soul? Not to me it isn't, and it's not to me for you. The old trailblazer is concerned about your soul. I often stop here and ask my old trucker drivers out there on the highway, I interstate somewhere, are you saved, trucker? You going down the road, uh, lickety split, and uh, death right behind you, and that big old trailer full of something, and you couldn't stop it if you wanted to for a half a mile. But listen, are you saved? Are you saved? Think about your soul. Think about it. Think about your soul, my friend. And that's the reason I asked you, old trucker, are you ready? Are you sure you're going to get back home tonight? 
You leave your wife and children there with a, as or, orphans and widows, widows. My friend, it's something to think about. Salvation is the greatest thing in the world. It ever happened to a poor soul, if it ever does. And the old trailblazers are just attempting to put something in your path to keep you from going out into eternity lost. Salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens to you, my friend. It's not a, it's not a fairy tale. It's not a joke. It's not a fantasy world. You're going you're gonna to meet the judgment bar one day if you never come to Christ. If you, if you come on, trust the Lord, give your, give your, uh, commit yourself unto the Lord for safekeeping, he'll save you, my friend. He'll save you, make a new creature out of it. But we're just coming on down the road. We're going to look at that scripture in our next uh, message in Isaiah 53. 15, 53, 5, where it says, by his stripes we are healed. And we're going to show you that that doesn't mean bodily healing, my friend. But this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, riding out again. And we're coming down to the close of the service. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you.